Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Happy Thursday, everyone. We are live, or I'm live, in Palm Springs, California. I look so forward to this this show every week. Sometimes I think, God, I I would love to do a show every day. So, um, I don't know. I'm thinking about adding episodes. Somebody... If you're interested, tweet me or go to DM me. Let me know if that's if you'd like to hear more of one-on-one with Jasper Cole. But of course, if I did anything, I would have to do it with my sidekick. Please welcome Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Hey, Ralph, how are you? Hello, Jasper, and thank you for that rousing welcome as always. And hello, Planet Eartha. Thank you for joining us this week. Well, everybody, I wanted to wish a big happy birthday to my husband, Dennis Tyrone. Today is his birthday. Every October 15th, it's the same. How about that? Um, he yeah, doesn't exactly. Like me to say- I texted Dennis earlier, and he was nice enough to text me back. I am so happy for him. He is in good health and in good spirit. Well, he doesn't like me to say the numbers, but I always go, well, he's 10 years older than me, and I'm 56, so I don't, but I'm not saying his number, but I'm just saying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's 10 years older than me. looks 10 years younger than me. God damn it. Anyway, also in three days. I Oh, no, I was just going to say, that's okay. I was just going to say on the 18th, it's our six-year wedding anniversary, which is weird. I mean, we've been together 23 years, so it's not not to downplay the wedding because it was an incredible day. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow, okay, that's right. And and on the same note, we want to give a very special uh, birthday to your dear dear husband, Michael Crimmins. Uh Thank you. I very much appreciate that. Michael's was on the 10th. Yes, absolutely. I celebrated with him and uh, a lot of his friends uh, contacted me and we wrote on his Facebook page. So he will always be with us. He would have been Medicare age. So um, this was his 65th. Yes. So anyway, well, he's another one that looked 10 to 15 years younger. Seriously. Oh, well, that's because he has part Asian in the money. Oh, well, (laughs) when your when your boyfriend turns Japanese, you can. That's that's a whole other show. But um, that was a brilliant monologue you did, by the way. Well, thank you so very much, Jasper. And, you know, as a a pre-segue to our very wonderful guest, Michael was very, when I met Michael, he was very enthusiastically involved in CrossFit training, which, as you know, is a a different subsidiary of fitness, a different subset of fitness. And so I got to meet a lot of the CrossFit participants. And I also participated with Michael, and he was in a lot of competitions. So none of us are strangers to the fitness world and we have all committed to staying in the fitness world Mm -hmm. and i'm very happy about that well that's right because we're so excited our guest coming up at 620 is the iconic fitness icon mr jake steinfeld body by jake and you know he's really truly been the probably one of the best known in terms of some say he's really the the original personal trainer um you know he it's it's fascinating steven spielberg and harrison ford were two of his early clients and we're going to talk about that i'm fascinated to see how that happened and then how that kind of segued you know into this whole acting career that jake is, has had because he had his own sitcom you know as well on the on the family exactly. channel so, um, but you're right. No, both of us, Ralph and I, listeners, we both have had a long career. We started actually working. For me, I was a gymnast, and then I always worked out. But when the whole aerobics 
craze started in the 80s, you know, I, I guess Jane Fonda kind of put it on the map. And, and then there was Richard Simmons. Um, I started working for Holiday Health and Fitness, which was a chain in the South. Mm-hmm. And I began teaching aerobic classes and moved up to being the, uh, the manager of the aerobics club in Athens. And then at like age 20, I got district manager for the Southeast region of holiday health and fitness and moved to South Carolina. And I oversaw three fitness clubs, all of their aerobic programs from coordinating the, the instructors going through the Remember the certifications, Ralph. Oh, absolutely. I, when I began in 1985 and it was the idea association ideas an acronym for international dance exercise association. So uh, that that was my first accreditation, and then it segued into American Council of Exercise, the eighth. So yes, and I want to bring attention to Jack Lalane because oh, I remember right. growing Thank up. You. Yes, go ahead. I, I wrote, remember growing I up with Jack. Yeah. You know, there's Jack and Jake. You know, and Jack had Jack Lalane used to have those two polar bear. German Shepherd dogs. And, and his wife, his remember? Black, his wife was with him. His his wife, and, you know, that was the start of me seeing fitness on television. You know, so um, he is a forerunner to Jake Seinfeld, and Jake has just totally carried that baton all the way until as we're speaking right now. I know. I wrote down, it's interesting, because my first person I remember was Charles Atlas, and Charles mm. Atlas, what, remember the body? Now, he was really the bodybuilding, you know what I mean? Like, he was like, mm-hmm. you, could, you could send away and get the books on weightlifting and bodybuilding. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, J- Jake really is the first male person, you know, that we think of, it, and not just bodybuilding, but overall fitness and and the, the exercise class, you know what I mean? Like, the actual... Yes, the class and the exercise format. I mean, I won't uh, belabor Jake with a lot of different names, but when I started out in the 80s, in the mid-80s, like you mentioned, I mean, there were veterans, Molly Fox, Casey Duke, Terry Walsh, Jeff Martin, Thea Corrick, the joy of movement. We were all a part of rigorous aerobic body sculpting regime and Mm -hmm. i began like you did aerobic teaching high impact aerobics and i used to teach at raspberry and pineapple at 7 a.m with 80 to 100 students jasper and we we i mean we were fixated It, it was like the soap opera fans like as the soap opera fans are today's of our lives and bold and the beautiful, we were the exercise enthusiasts. Seven to eight, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we were there jumping for joy, and it was amazing. And well, you know, it's interesting like, because oh, in some way, no, I was just going to say, in many ways, when I look back on that time, don't you think on some level it, it was also us performing? Because when I think oh, back to ah. it, I mean, I mean, look, I got known for being a really hard ass. Like if you wanted a really hard class, like a tough class to get through, people would take my class because I would I would incorporate, uh, I, you know, hard I was stuff. the same way. Oh, it was a definite performance. Are you kidding me? You yeah. are up in front of a room. I mean, I taught it like I mentioned those two clubs, Joy of Movement held on Lafayette held a hundred people and that bitch had a platform up in the front of the room. So uh-huh. you were elevated in front of everybody it, and you would get filmed and we got interviewed all the time. Oh my God, it was a total performance. And, you know, and Jake will attest to that as well. You know, he segued into acting as well from it. It's, you know, we are putting ourselves out there and you're putting yourselves out there in a way that you have to look good because yeah. people are looking up to you and you want to make sure that your sweat stains are pleasant to look at. You know, <laughs> well, I, I can I really, I, I really got great. I mean, when I look back on it, I really got great fulfillment out of it also. I mean, I went on to open my own studio 
in Athens. Um, and again, I look back and it was, I think it was just ways that I was trying, like I was prolonging. I couldn't get out to LA yet, you know, so, but I had found this, I had a following. And so when I left, mm-hmm. I, I left, now here I am, they moved me to, to South Carolina, paid for all that. And then after a month, I was like, I want to go back and open my own studio. But it's interesting because I had this entrepreneurial thing about me even back then. Like I didn't want to work for other people. I always wanted to work for myself. Mm -hmm. So I, my dad loaned me the money and I opened right next to a gym aerobics in motion. And I had my own studio, but you got to understand when you start out to save money, I would teach all the classes in one day. Oh my so mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was teaching like five and six one hour classes, you know, shin splints wow. and the whole thing. You remember those oh days. Oh my. Oh God. <laughs> you know, I, it is so much. I am so glad Jake is coming on our show today. You just reminded me of Volterran. And which is it has a resurgence now because you can get it over the counter. But I can remember, I can remember back in the day. Oh my God, you're talking about five and six classes a day. Weren't we just relentless? I can remember uh, Crunch Studios there, and there were different locations all around Manhattan. And I used to go to one of the Crunch Studios, and they would have the schedule out for the month, right? And mm-hmm. you could literally sign up for what all the classes you wanted to teach. Honey, I was just every body sculpting and aerobic class I could do. And then one day I got, I pulled my gastrocinemius, my calf muscle. And luckily a noted doctor's wife used to take my class relentlessly. And I remember limping after the class to the doctor's office, right, and having to take physical therapy. And the physical therapy was so hard. I was like, oh, I, like my calf is sore. Honey, they gave me some Volterran. I bought my, <laughs> my way out of that office. I was like, what pain? I don't feel nothing. You know, it was I mean, amazing. I, Rob, oh. I, I literally remember having all four wisdom teeth out in the morning and refusing to, <laughs> to refusing. I taught like three aerobics classes that afternoon. I mean, oh it's my like, God. <laughs> and when I, when I look back on it now though, and so here's what, I mean, I was so uh, desperate to get to California that what happened was I, I enroll, I signed up for this aerobics competition and I won the local one in Atlanta. And then you got to go on to the, uh, regional in North Carolina. And then I went to that one and that's, that was like a 3000 audit seat auditorium. And, you know, you had to go through the certain movements and all that. Well, I won the regional division and part of the prize was we got a plane ticket and a trip to San Francisco to compete in the national aerobics competition. This was in 1984. Oh, and so I thought, Hmm, Instead of going to San Francisco, I'm going to change my ticket to L.A., and I'm going to get a ticket to L.A. and never go to the competition. I wanted to get to (laughs) L.A. so bad that that's what I did. I literally changed the ticket, had me flying to LAX, and I guess I had to call ahead and say I won't be there for the competition. So I wanted to be able – and I remember coming to L.A., and you're right, this was in the midst of the the whole sports connection on Santa Monica Boulevard. (laughs) Oh, and, yes. And all these little aerobic studios on Melrose. And they, for me, it was like a business trip. I remember going, you know, and remember, here's this guy from Athens, Georgia, you know, and I remember going in and taking all these classes. And I even got to go to Slimmons, Richard Simmons studio on Little Santa Monica, in Beverly Hills. And he taught, he was, you know, he used to teach classes there. And I got to take mm-hmm. a class with Richard. And he said to me, well, you know, I have my chain of studios in Atlanta. So with, when you, if you go back, Jasper, you need to go to uh, Atlanta. You need to work on your career. Because he was on General Hospital at the time. He's another one that kind of segued over to a brief acting career. And he said to me, mm-hmm. go to Atlanta, get some experience as an actor. You can get a job at one of my – he referred me to one of his uh, studios in Atlanta. I'll never forget it. So really, Ralph, a lot has to do with Richard Simmons encouraging me. I went back to 
packed up in Athens, closed the studio, moved to Atlanta, and started working at a Slimmons studio. And and from there, I ended up also training people at a gym. But isn't it amazing mm-hmm. how you and I have this whole similar background? And And my point is, up until just, what, two years ago, a year and a half ago, you were still teaching at Meridian? Well, I ended Meridian actually at the end. It was this month. Um, it was October 31st, 2016. The gym closed because they oh lost Oh, my God. It's four years already? Wow. Yeah, it's been four years. But, yeah, I taught from 1985 until 2016. I was always a fitness instructor, and that was my survival job. You know, yeah. a lot of actors have weights or waiters for their survival job, but I chose fitness because my hours were flexible. And mm-hmm. I always taught at seven in the morning. So I'd be done at eight, I'd work out, and then I'd have the rest of the day to audition. And then I would teach the prime time six o'clock, seven o'clock, and eight o'clock classes. And <clears throat> and like you, you know, we're both getting to tout our horn like, you know, uh-huh. we were born to do. I can remember being in that studio and people would go, he looks like he can go all night long. And I, because, you know, it was like, oh God, oh God, you know, I bet you, Jake, I wonder if Jake knows Michael Pauletta. Michael Pauletta used to make all our aerobic cassette tapes, cassette, okay? Oh, yeah. And I can remember, I can remember being, going to Michael's apartment. No, no, no. I need the beats per minute faster, Michael. Faster. Faster. And he was like, and then they started making components where you could pitch your cassette to make it go faster. So it wouldn't really sound like the chipmunks. But uh-huh. it was like, oh, my God, those were the days we lived. And, and bitch, don't come in with the same song on your cassette that I have on mine. It'd be like, dangerous. You know, but, oh, and um, how, and how and how about we and how competitive? Let's talk about the the competition between the instructors. Like people would, you know, because everybody would have their favorite clients and their favorite guests. Mm-hmm. I mean, their favorite um, instructors, right? And it was a little bit of an ego thing for us because we would get kind of territorial. It's almost like you know how people have their hairdressers and they they want to <laughs> they don't want to change hairdressers, right? Exactly. It was like, it's the same thing. And, oh, you know, God. of course, the whole Jane Fonda thing had taken off. And and then, of course, Richard Simmons. But Jake, like we said, Jake brought this whole masculinity. Not that not that there was a masculinity with the, the male aerobics instructors. But, you know, um, Jake kind of brought this much more macho, uh, every man kind of fitness for everybody. <clears throat> totally. Aerobics, he made it very accessible yeah. for everyone. Yeah. The aerobics world at that time, it was kind of elitist in a little bit. And you know what I mean? It's, it was a little bit, um, it was, I guess Richard Simmons skewered more for the everyday person. Uh, the, the, the aerobics probably that we were doing, you know what I think has kind of replaced it is the whole soul cycle, the whole cycling, which I never have gotten mm-hmm. into. But when I see, mm-hmm. When I see clips of that, it reminds me of the aerobics days, right? Because the instructors got the head, you know, the headset on, and they're yelling. Oh my god! Oh, we were all there in Madonna with our microphones. And listen, when you talk about the masculinity thing, don't even worry about that. If Jacqueline could be wearing a unitard back in the day, then you know he opened the door for everyone. And you were totally right about the elitist. God, I'm just. This is a great show today. I can remember being at Equinox. And, oh, what I was going to say was, God forbid you subbed a popular teacher's class. Oh, honey. It's just like it's you'd like walk a, into, teacher, a teacher in school. Remember? How they it'd be like people? you'd walk into that studio and they'd have their arms folded Folded. and their hips jutted out to one side. And they were like, what the hell are you going to do? You know, because their prize instructor wasn't there, and you in your cassette tape, turned on that music, and say, "Hey, everybody, my name is Ralph. I am subbing for Greg. Let's go!" And once you won them over, you were in like Flynn. But if you oh, I know, I know. It you know you what's fascinating be- about it? It was a challenge as in, as fitness instructors, right? We had this challenge to like win them over, you know. And oh, when I look absolutely. back on it. I, 
I really, like you said, we had, I did some really hard, hard classes and I got so much joy from it, you know? And so like you, when I first moved here, I was able to supplement my income as an actor by training people. And I mm-hmm. always felt like, I always felt like I always had job security in that I knew I could go work at a gym or I could train clients. Um, mm-hmm. And I also, and I also felt like I really knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? I wasn't, mm-hmm. um, cause I think we've all been at gyms. I, I don't know about you, but I, no, I don't do it. You know, I'm not a trainer anymore, but I'll sometimes be at the gym watching trainers train people. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Oh, mm-hmm. ouch. Oh my God. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of scary what right. they're doing. But you know, and I, I say this to people all the time for me, fitness has been, it's been my antidepressant. It's been my saving grace. Um, it, for me, as you know, Ralph, I try to walk eight to 10 miles a, a day. I try to get 20,000 to 25,000 steps. It's, it's just part of what we do it beca- and it's not and preaching to anybody else, but you know, exactly. And that's exactly what Jake, that's what Jake is all about. And that's right. why I'm so excited because you know, exactly to what you're saying, if I died right now, I would be happy. You know, when people are very, uh, <clears throat> they're very eager to see like, what mark have you left on the planet? Mm-hmm. And the mark I've left is inspiring people. I have, testimonial after testimonial about how I changed people's lives, how I, I couldn't get out of bed. I only drug myself out of bed to come to your class. And that right there is just such a wonderful feeling. I mean, that's exactly what Jake means about don't quit. It's like once this is in you, it is in you forever. Like fitness, it's not like you reach a certain point of like, okay, I've done enough push-ups for the rest of my life. I never need to do any more. No. Once you start, you do go the full length of your life. Well, and like you said, it becomes becomes a lifestyle. But I wanted to let everyone know at this time, we're so excited. We're going to be talking to the one and only Jake Seinfeld. He's here to talk about many things, but also to promote this wonderful new line of shakes called Don't Quit Shakes, and it's an all-in-one meal uh, shake, and it's got it's clean, you know, it's got barely any sugar, one gram of sugar. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his impact on the fitness world and so much more. So at this time, please welcome our very special guest, Mr. Jake Steinfeld. Hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> Applause again! It's a, it's a, it, it really pumps you up. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Oh, listen, Jake. This, Wonderful, this Jake. Thank you so this much for joining us. Jasper well, here and listen, Ralph, and go ahead. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here, fellas. And uh, I was listening in a little bit about, uh, you know, fitness in the day and training people and. Uh, it's wow. uh, it, it's it's an it's an awesome it's an awesome thing, uh, and I think you guys were getting at it too of that feeling of well, not just training yourself, right, but right. having the ability to be able to motivate somebody else to give them right. that opportunity to do something that they didn't believe that they can do yesterday, that they can that you were able to have them do today with a belief in a push-up or a sit-up, guys, that if I could do this, what else can I achieve in my life? And right. exactly. that's really the kind of essence of what my life has been about. Well, well your, Jake, your life is as you your journey. Heard... Go ahead, Ralph. Oh, no, thank you, Jasper. Jake, you know, you were a big influence back in the day in the mid-'80s. And I just want to say, just to to your point just now, Watching your kids in the various schools exercise, having their arms crossed across across their chest, doing abdominals, is such an up image. And to see all of these kids pulling up cables and, and, and working out and having so much fun, it's just like you said, it mixes academia with this 
physical exertion, and it, it it's mind blowing and it's endorphin producing, and it's it, it's infectious in a good way. And it's, it's well, Ralph, really you got a, you got a great energy about you too, and and and, we, and we'll talk about the stuff that 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 I've been doing with kids. But I think that. The thing is this, and Jasper, I mean, you know, we could talk for a long time about the horror <laughs> film world, man. One of the first, oh. <laughs> one of the first film, one of the first films I ever did was a film. I can't believe I'm going to say this right off the bat. I don't. It was a film called Home Sweet Home. Please don't oh. look it up. But it's uh, back 1980, 19. I think it was 1980, 81. Wow. I did, I did it, but. Uh, I was reading up about you, man. I said, "Oh boy, we could talk horror films," but that's that's the extent of mine, right there. Oh well, listen, I'm, listen, <laughs> your 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 career is so extensive. That's what I was saying to Ralph. We really need about three hours to to, <laughs> to, to, to cover it all. I want to first of all thank our dear friend Edward Jimenez who connected the us best. To both. Yes, and Ralph knows Edward very well as well, and he's just, you know, I've. Jake and I, I've, I've met met you like coming and going out of the salon a few times over the right. years. But <laughs> well, Edward is a Edward's a champion. I've known Edward. He's been he's he's been doing my hair and my makeup, man. For uh, uh, I got to tell you, I think close to guys almost twenty five years. I, I wow. think so. Twenty five yeah, years, mate. I think it could be it could be it could be a little uh, just just a bit longer, but. It wasn't. It wasn't all like this, fellas. I mean, uh, now I'm dialing a five one six number. Is that Strong Island, by the way? Is oh, that no, a Long Island number? Well, actually, I'm in Palm Springs and Ralph is in Los Angeles. Oh well, I'm in LA too. So, but yeah. I grew up. I mean, you know, just just to give you a little backstory, guys. Yeah. Um, I was an overweight kid. I had a really bad stutter growing up. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and um, I'm the oldest of four kids, um, great mom and dad, and, you know, the stutter was very debilitating. It, it was uh, was something that, you know, I would, we kind of remember when we were kids growing up, we all had our challenges, all had, you know, life is about moments, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember third grade, Miss Worth, how about that for you, um, <laughs> where she would, she would say, okay, we're going to read out loud today, and everyone's going to take a paragraph. And I remember, man, guys, I was sweating like mm. Albert Brooks in broadcast news, you know? <laughs> it was where I would count the kids to where it was my turn to read. Oh, and God, I, looked, yeah. I knew how to read. It just, with the stutter, and people who stutter know people you know we all know mm-hmm. what each other does we have a guy will hopefully be the president of the united states uh, joe right. biden is is a has and grew up with a stutter as well so my stomach gets tight when he gets caught on a word or two because you know oh. that feeling yeah. of how tight you get in your throat anyway you know it was tough for me i was kind of shy that way my parents thank goodness where you know when the principal called them into school and wanted to put me into you know one of those kind of uh classes for the not so smart kids my mm-hmm. parents said absolutely not and they kept me in the mainstream it was the best thank goodness for it and at 13 yeah. years old my dad calls me outside into the backyard and he has his weight set set up this weight bench he says come on let's do some bench pressing Never forget the moment. And I looked down at my Twinkies, and it was like, you know, this is this is not for me. And he was a guy that asked you to do something once, and that was the mm-hmm. end of it. And true story. I was never much of a studier. Um, I lived – East Coast people know if you're the oldest, uh, you live in the basement, which was, mm-hmm. you know, the cool place to live. And I'm 62 now, so just to give you a, a mindset – um, I had my black light posters up. I had Jimi oh, yeah. Hendrix on one wall. <laughs> I had Alice Cooper on another wall. And, you know, I was, and I used to love to listen to Frank Sinatra as I did it my way. Wow. And at the end of Frank's album, guys, there's this 10 seconds of wild applause for Frank Sinatra. So whatever the moment was, I'm doing social studies homework. I don't even remember. But I was daydreaming as I always did. My dad had asked me to put the weights in the laundry room, which was right off of my bedroom. And I would, I'm sure I looked at it a million times, but this night I saw the, that, that barbell kind of sticking out. And I went mm-hmm. in, I grabbed it. Mm-hmm. I brought it into my bedroom. I put it on top of my ottoman. I had this little skinny mirror behind my door that I put on top of the ottoman. 
and I queued up the music to the 10 seconds of wild applause for Frank. Oh, wait, before, I had my tank top on with my stomach hanging over my underpants, right? Wow. And I had an afro with braces. It was a great look, guys. It was a great, great look. Throw in a little, throw in a splash of stuttering, but my gosh, you got wow. like Mr. America right there. Is, is, he seeing, is he seeing anyone? Is he still available? Uh, right? visual, visualize that. I'm so glad we're on the radio right now. Visualize right. that. Right. And, uh, and, and, but this, was, this, is, this is the thing I talk a lot about. Life is about moments. And I, mm-hmm. put, I put the headset on, right? Put the cans on my ears. Cued up to the applause for Frank. I'm looking in the mirror. Jake Steinfeld doing his bicep curls in front of 50,000 screaming fans at Madison Square Garden. Mm. And guys, you know, Ralph, you were talking about when I was listening about how, how exercise and fitness and push-ups make you feel. The weights and mm-hmm. me, we got together. And mm. it, it, it like all of a sudden, it not just built my body, but it built my confidence and self-esteem. And I had mm-hmm. this dream immediately. I'm going to go to California to become a bodybuilder. I want to become Mr. America. And wow. I trained, I trained, um, I went to college, upstate New York. You guys know Cornell University? Oh, sure, yeah. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, great school. I went to Cortland down the street. So <laughs> it was not, it was an okay school. Not, not, right. People don't know right. Cortland, so I always say, I always say, you know, Cornell, everyone goes, sure. If I would have said Cortland off the bat, you would have said, I'm sorry, Jake, I don't, don't know. But upstate <laughs> right. New York it snows. The people from New York know it, it snows from the second you would get to school. And it's not too conducive to walk around in your gold lame posing trunks in 18 inches of snow. Ooh, so wow. every day, guys, <laughs> every day I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about L.A. And, but I'm the first one in my family to go to college, right? My mm. parents never went to school. This was a big moment in my family's history, right, for us. Right, and right. But it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I'm sure you guys, as you speak and you, you, know, you talk to people, you have to find and understand your passions. Mm-hmm. And when you know, when you find something that you love, man, you hook on to it, and that's, and that's what you stay with. To me, right. mm-hmm. it was that dream of becoming Mr. America, that dream of going to Los Angeles, right? And sometimes, well, my mom would call every day. Let me just be honest and check in with mm-hmm. me. How's sure. Polly Sai? How's, how's your classes? And I finally got up enough courage, took a deep breath. And, you know, we all have dreams. Everybody, everyone's right. listening sure. has a dream. But sometimes you don't want to express your dream because you're afraid maybe. You know, sometimes it's the people closest to us seems to be the most negative. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's understandable because whether it's your parents or something, they don't want to see you maybe, Jasper, Rob, I don't want to see you get hurt, honey, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe it's friends who, like I had a girlfriend and my, and my buddies, you know, all said, Jake, you're a fat guy, man. You're out of your mind. You're not going to go down. You're not going to be a bodybuilder. People around you that don't want to see you succeed because they believe that, well, if Jasper's successful, then there's not enough success for me. Right. So, there's this upward, to me, you learn, the more successful people, the more positive people you hang around with, the, the more opportunities happen. And there's plenty of success for all of us to succeed. So, this moment, I get up enough courage. I say to my mom, Mom, I'm going to go to California to become a bodybuilder. Silence on the phone. <laughs> Herbie, my dad's name. Oh, Pick up the phone and talk to your kid. I'm putting my head in the oven. And it, it was... Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, exactly. There you go. The bus, see, Jasper, I figured we'd get to make a horror film. We'd do, we'd do a horror film deal here. Right, right. The bus ride from upstate New York to Baldwin, Long Island, which is where we moved mm. to, felt like I was going to the moon. Oh, and God. my parents were great. They said, look, get it out of your system. Do what you have to do. My friends couldn't believe I was, you'll be back in six months, and I made the trek. Came out to, to L.A. summer 1977. So mm. if you understand and know the bodybuilding world, this is, and I say, when the dinosaurs still roam the earth. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, Robbie Ra- all the big bodybuilders, right? Pump and Iron had just come out, which Pump and Iron 
was like my Gone with the Wind. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Ven- Venice and Beach, Gold's Gym. Venice, Gold's, right? But I trained, so Joe Gold, uh, when I got there, sold his name and sold Gold's Gym. And he had opened a place called World Gym yes. on Main Street, second floor. Only guys, no girls, no music, mm-hmm. nothing, okay? And I'm there, and listen, I read all the muscle magazines. Everybody yes. said, eat 18 eggs and 24 chickens a day, and you two could become <laughs> Mr. America. <laughs> I clucked a lot, boys. Uh, and I'll only say this. I entered the Mr. Southern California contest in 1978. I came in second place. The guy that beat me was on steroids. Nobody uh-huh. ever mentioned steroids, right? Oh, right. And here, again, now I have four kids. Um... I'm a big believer, and my wife and I, Tracy, have been married almost 32 years. We, you know, we talk a lot about decision making, and I've always said if you have to think about something too long, it's probably something you shouldn't be doing. Mm. And I remember here I was, guys. I'm 19 years old. I left my family. I left a girlfriend. I left my friend. I left college, right? And in order for me to be a professional bodybuilder, and everybody knows this stuff, you have to take steroids. And the bottom right. line, the reason why I didn't, I was afraid. Right. I, I, straight up, I was afraid to put a needle in my own battissimo. Right. And mm-hmm. it was something that I made this decision. I said, okay, this door is closing. I'm not going back to New York because in my own mind, I said, there's no way I'm going back. Now, understand, a loser. But that was my own mind. That was my own mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. But I love what working out did for me. I love how I felt. I'm going to stay here. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm going I'm to make something of it. And the story goes, it's really kind of interesting. I, I was living in Studio City, um, doing whatever good musclehead does. I was going to the gym in the morning, catching rays during the day, and bouncing in a bar at night. Mm-hmm. And this one afternoon, an actress had come by. I was sitting outside, and she says, yeah, I see you out here all the time. Um, you know, when I introduced myself to her, and she says, you know, I've got a Club Med commercial that I've got to do. I've got six weeks to get in shape. Now, guys, this was 1980. Wow. And uh, she said, you know, I I, I like you, Jake, but I don't want to look like you. And if you remember, too, this was at the time Jane had just, Jane Fonda had just Mm -hmm. come on the scene with the high-impact aerobics, and women were very intimidated by using weights because they thought they were going to get big muscles. Exactly. She was... She was adamant about I don't want to I don't want to look like you and and I so she said could you could you could you come to my boyfriend's house and do the workout to do the workout there and I go yeah okay yeah okay she goes how much I go how much what she goes how much is it going to cost and I said how about you give me gas money for my 1977 white Camaro with Jake 77 on the license plate. I always kept a very low profile. Very important. Very All subtle. entrepreneurs listening now. <laughs> got to keep a low profile. Very yes. important, guys. Yes, I got and, you. And I, so what I did was, I came out, I love training. I love it. It's my drug. It, you know, this I, today I, I'm in the gym at 3.45 in the morning. That's what I do. Uh, today I do a 42-minute workout, old school, chest and tries, back and buys, shoulders and legs. Nah, not so much legs anymore, but, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Th- at this moment, I, I, I was going to the gym, and I loved it, but I got my workout in, and I left. I wasn't a gym rat. I'm one of these guys mm-hmm. who hanging around, and God bless. If you love hanging around, sure. good for you. Sure. That sure. wasn't my speed. And I figured she was, you know, this is an actress. Maybe she's not really, you know, because as we, as the three of us know, at the bottom line is this, exercise is boring. Yeah. And if it wasn't, everybody in the world would be in great shape. (laughs) And you have to find something that works for you to fit into Mm -hmm. your lifestyle. Right, guys? So for me, I said, I need to design something, create something for this, for this woman. So I came up with this 30 minute workout using a broomstick a towel, like resistance training, right, guys? Where if right. I would have mm-hmm. say, okay, Jasper, I'm gonna, let's do some bicep curls. I'm going to hold the towel on either end. You pull up, right, and I'm going to pull down and just make it a nice, smooth move. The resistance I give you is a whole lot more than if I handed you two 25-pound dumbbells. But mm-hmm. psychologically, mm-hmm. Ah, it's a bath towel. It's just Jake pulling down on this thing. 
Mm-hmm. So that and two cans of Mama's tomato paste. So shoulder presses, mm-hmm. things like that, made it kind of fun. Went to her boyfriend's house, knocked on the door. If you weren't on the cover of Musclehead Digest, I didn't know who you were. Guy answers the door, turns out to be Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, wow. And I looked at him and I thought, hey, man, this guy could use a workout too, maybe. You know? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I started training this terrific gal, and uh, they started going to parties. And people started saying, what are you doing? You look great. And she would say, this guy, Jake, comes comes to my house. He's got a broomstick, a towel, and a chair. He's kind of funny, and he eats too much because they had a great refrigerator, guys. And I had no dough. <laughs> and loaded with protein, and I loved it. And, you know, one thing about Hollywood, which both of you guys know, if people want to get a hold of you and they can't, they seem to want you more. Exactly. And it became yep. this mystique yep. of who is this guy? Mm. you got to get him. Now, in my little apartment in Studio City, I had that old school, remember the old little tape recorder that where people oh, yeah. would leave a message yeah. and you had to play it back with a little beeper? Sure. Like, you know, when the machine would roll <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Well, I'm getting phone calls from Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford and Priscilla Presley and Bette Midler and Warren Beatty and Barbara Streisand and people like oh this. God. And I'm just and I'm saying to you guys, Here's the greatest lesson that I learned in my life at 19 and 20 years old. They're no different than us. The only difference is they had a dream, and they never quit on their dream and never Mm -hmm. took no for an answer. And and that gave me all the incentive in the world to say to myself, wait a second, wait a second. I might never direct E.T. too, but I'm going to have my own success in life. And Mm -hmm. I was able to parlay that famous by association – into videos and books and television shows. And Ted Turner gave me my start um, doing the fitness break on cable news network starting in 1981. I remember watching you. I was living in Atlanta at the time. I remember. Oh my gosh. That's right. Well, that's it. I mean, Ted, you know, and, and I got to, and Jasper, I'm sure, I mean, with both of you, the acting that you've done, the kind of people that you you've worked with and people have mentored you and now you mentor them. It's, I, I, w- look, college is, I'm sure, is a great thing. My four kids have all gone, uh, uh, two have gone and done, and two are in college now. Congratulations. If it's, if, thank you. That's what, if that's what it's about. But for me, I learn, I, you don't learn this in a class, you know. Right. You don't, you don't learn how to be, how, what, what not to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Having the opportunities to travel with these incredible people, you know, and learn about life, you know, yeah. uh, that everybody has challenges. Every life is about moments. And for me, I just kept parlaying that that famous by association into all of these different opportunities. And I felt and I know, Jasper, I read about you a little bit that that, you know, you don't take no for an answer. And that's it. To me, no is halfway to yes. Right, right. right. Right, you know. I and, agree totally. And, and when you look at when you look at opportunities and, and you look at life, right? Look, you have to take shots. Mm-hmm. We live in the greatest country in the world, right? You have to be able to go out and take shots. The last thing you want to have happen to you in your life is you wake up at fifty or sixty or seventy or eighty, and you look in the mirror and you say to yourself. At 23, I had this idea. At 30, I could have done this. At 40, mm. I was going to do this. And mm. Because tell me if this is not something, and with your listeners too, you have an awesome idea, whether it's a book idea, a show idea, a business idea, anything. You're excited about it, so you write it down. You go to bed. You wake up in the morning. And as you're brushing your teeth and getting ready to have your coffee, you're thinking of the 1,800 reasons why you can't succeed. Right. So before you walk out the door, you have stopped you. Mm-hmm. And this is where you have to look at and say, what's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't work out. Look, I'm sure every entrepreneur you talk to, guys, has great stories of success, but also of failure. I've been very blessed in my mm-hmm. life. The infomercial business, home shopping, I've had, I mean, film and television, a very eclectic because it's exciting. But I've right. fallen on my face a zillion times too, 
Mm-hmm. And that's really where the great stories come from. Nobody wants to right. oh, yeah, great, <laughs> so you got the award, fantastic, God bless you, you know? Yeah. Tell me how you got punched in the I, eye. I, I want to hear what you were eating out of Coppola's refrigerator, Jake. Oh, man, let me tell you <laughs> something. All I remember was those guys, and that's what I did. The clients that I was training, I made sure that they uh, they said, look, I need an extra 15 minutes. i got to check out the fridge for a second. And whatever <laughs> was in there, I was just hacking it up, man. It was delicious. It was a whole lot better <laughs> when I was eating, I can tell you that much. Because well, I was going it... to Hughes, because I used to go to Hughes Supermarket in Studio City, and would, you know, they used to make those rotisserie chickens, and I would eat, open it up and eat it, and I was going up and down the aisle, because <laughs> I didn't have any money. So right. Right. Uh, I got my protein, you know, and and that's what right. it was. But right. it's 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 these, like, here's, I'll tell you this, that my life has been about don't quit, right? And And everything mm-hmm. that I've done revolves around that, and... Those two words came to me, you know, like I said, we, we all have our moments in life, some great, some not so great. And in eighth grade, after I was starting to exercise a little bit, it felt good, right? I love basketball. And I was a really good basketball player, guys, because, you know, my mom said, honey, you're a really good basketball player. And I wasn't that good. <laughs> and, and I went out for the team, and I didn't make it. I got cut. And it was a pretty devastating feeling, you know, 14 years old, and just put myself out in front there, and it, and it didn't work out. And a friend gave me a poem called Don't Quit. And I'm 14, and it's like I wasn't much of a student, and gave me a poem. It's like I don't know why I didn't just throw it away, but not only didn't I throw it away, it's, it was on a plaque. I, I keep that plaque with me today. And in 1981, I actually trademarked the words, don't quit. And I don't know if you know the poem or not, guys, but the last two lines are, stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Not quit. And it's a poem that that I've recited a million times, and it's something that I urge you, man, it's just, you know, you're not having a a fantastic day, a great day. You kind of recite this poem, and it it just kind of resets you. You know, you reload, mm-hmm. the sun's going to come up tomorrow, great things are going to happen because you believe. Well, everyone, if you're just tuning in, we are joined by the amazing Jake Seinfeld, Body by Jake. Jake, um, you can follow him on Twitter, it's at Body by Jake, Instagram, at Official Body by Jake. Now, I, before we run out of time, we have to talk about these great new shakes that you have. Yes, uh, yeah, Everyone so, can go yes. to dot, uh, don'tquit.com, right, to, to find yeah, exactly. all the information. Um, and let me just say all, this. I know we're running out of time, guys. I'm sorry. We, we, got, all, we got all caught no, up in the story. No, I get I, pumped we, up, you know. We could talk but, to you for three hours. I would love for you to come back. Uh, we've got, well, we've, got, ten, we've oh. got ten minutes, so we're good to go. Oh, good. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, for me growing up, I don't know about you guys, I, I was never a vitamin guy, and I was never mm-hmm. a supplement taker. I just, A, at the beginning, you, know, you can't, they're very expensive, and you yeah. learn yeah. that for the majority of what you're putting in, it usually goes out pretty quick. So, you know, it was not, I decided that I was going to do more of the protein shake stuff. And protein shakes, for for the most of them, the majority of them, they're supposed to be good for you, but they, they taste crummy. You know, and high, and high sugar, that, high sugar, and you had to muscle them down. And mm-hmm. so uh, for years, even with my kids, I came up with something I call the magic drink in the morning. And, and I would always make it at breakfast time for my children. And um, these last couple of years, you know, as, as I said, I'm 62 now. And I think if we were growing up, right, Ralph, and also Jasper, if we were talking and say, so how old is your dad? And if we said, oh, oh, my dad's 62, you'd go. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Wow. Old guy. I know. You know? I know. Right? Yes. But I don't know about you. I think I'm 21. I feel great. You know? Yeah. We got a lot of living left. And yeah. it's a whole different mindset that we have. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, because I'm, I'm always, you know, my life has always been, a, what, what could I try to do a little bit better, in my opinion, than that's out there now? So mm. with, I was the first guy to do personal fitness training and made it an occupation. I launched the first... 24-hour fitness television network called Fit TV. If you guys remember, um, absolutely. That I sold to Rupert Murdoch, and um, launched Exercise TV, the first on-demand fitness television network. Um, I partnered up. I learned. 
I partnered up with the cable companies, Comcast and Time Warner, and and then continuing to evolve, um, I saw a lot of different opportunities, one of which is, you know, we have to give back. And I'll talk about the shakes mm-hmm. in a second, but we have to give back. And for me, I always said that if one day I was ever able to make a couple of dollars, I, I would want to put fitness centers in elementary and middle schools around the country. Because mm-hmm. kids at that age, I remember me, right? You know, you're in that Gumbia stage, and a lot of growth happens. Right. And today, especially, the obesity rate and childhood obesity is out of control. And um, I started, I was chair of the fitness council with Arnold Schwarzenegger here in California when he was governor, and then Jerry Brown for a year. And I've been chair of the National Foundation for Governor's Fitness Councils. This is my eighth year. And we literally, I call governors cold. Each year I choose four states, call governors cold, and I have $300,000 of brand new Don't Quit Fitness Centers to gift to the state. Wow, that's and it's, amazing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joy. And uh, this year we did a virtual ribbon cutting, which we literally just did these last few days. Uh, we did Alabama, Kentucky, Indiana, and Oklahoma. And um, I've, when I go on the road, guys, and, and, and go to these places, you know, we read the news, you see the news, you hear the news. It's always so crummy. I'm yeah. here to tell you yeah. that there are so many incredible humans who do so such great things with so little mm-hmm. that it, when I come back to L.A., you know, guys, you know, you're in Palm Springs and L.A., we, we have a great life here. And you don't know what's going on outside of this bubble that we all live in, for real. And Sadly, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's amazing how many great people there are who do great things and kids and to give – to put a fitness center in a school, like I say, you give the schools the tools, it's amazing to see what happens, and it becomes the hub of a community. And we see teenage pregnancy down, gang violence down, test scores go up, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles come to work out. It's just awesome. And it's amazing. Which, right? It kind of leads me into the nutrition part of it, which is, to me, today, you know, there are over 110 million Americans over the age of 50. And we all today, everyone is struggling with hope and health. And if we have your hope, and if you have hope and you have health and you have a smile, uh, how beautiful is this world? So that's my mindset going into things. And when I looked at the nutrition, the the adult nutrition category, okay, there were two brands. You've heard of Boost and Insure, right? Yeah. Now Uh these are. These are brands that, you know, God forbid if you're sick, you know, that doctors recommend if you're in a hospital, you take. You don't normally see someone in a gym holding a booster and insure, right? No. The, no. the reason, if you looked at the ingredient panel on those products, guys, they're all chemical, loaded yeah. with chemicals. And the stuff that's out there, the muscle milks, the premier pro, they don't taste good. Yeah. And I just said, yeah. let's do it better. And I put the group of people together. I said, we want a clean label, no soy, no corn, no wheat, no artificial flavors or sweeteners, gluten-free, kosher. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's got to taste delicious. And I'm a sweet tooth guy. I love, I love ice cream. So the vanilla mm-hmm. tastes like French vanilla. The wow. orange-sicle is like cream-sicle. The chocolate is like chocolate fudge. And then we have a chai mm. tea with our original oh, wow. flavors. Now, there, I just want to tell you guys. 26 vitamins and minerals, 10 grams of protein. Now, in the adult nutrition section, the, the, the two brands I told you, Boost and Insure, have a lot of sugar. In our original flavor, we have 14 grams, which sounds like a lot, but it's pure cane sugar, right? We have a max version of Don't Quit, which is chocolate and vanilla, that has 30 grams of protein, one gram of sugar, and 140 calories. Oh, this is meant great. to use both, right? You could use it as a meal supplement, a meal replacement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're already getting people on don'tquit.com. Now, by the way, you can go to uh, Albertson, Safeway, if you're living, uh, uh, all your Kroger's, Fry's, a King Super. It'll be in Walmart starting um, November 1st. So you can check it out at don'tquit.com. But he, this is convenient. It's a clean label. It tastes delicious. And it's affordable, too. A lot of people are struggling. You shouldn't have to struggle for what you're putting in your body. 
Uh, which is which is amazing, and that you know I've always said, Jake. I don't know um, if you agree, but it took me a long time to realize that working out is one thing, but I think what we eat and nutrition is sometimes maybe eighty, ninety percent of the battle. You're one hundred percent right. One hundred percent right. And 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 they they do go hand in hand. And look, at the end of the day, you know. The stuff that you guys are doing, you bring joy to a lot of people. I think if everybody just did a little something nice for each other, you know, right. no matter where you are, no matter who you are, whether it's, you know, open a door. We can't shake hands right now, but uh, we can help, uh, give a little elbow or something or a little smile under your mask. Make your eyes make it look like you're smiling. That's what we need. Uh, we need a little hope and a little don't quit, a little don't quit attitude. And uh, we live in the greatest place on the planet. And I'm... I'm I'm guaranteeing right now great things ahead for all of us. Well, in, in closing, I want to say that during this time when we can't go to the gym, for a lot of us, I you know not having the weights and having your your videos and you were one of the first ones, like you said, showing us how we can work out with just resistance. I've had to learn that just in the last eight months using uh, yeah dumbbells at home and the, the resistance bands and stuff that I really wasn't that familiar well, with. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny you bring that up. I mean, so uh, we brought back an official body by Jake on Instagram. Thanks for saying it, guys. Um, so when I when Ted Turner gave me my start very quickly, I, I was training Hugh Hefner, you know, at the Playboy Mansion and his, with, his girl, with his girlfriend. And I had Bobby told Hefner what Benton, I was... Bobby That's it. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the best. And uh and uh and I had asked Hef if he knew Ted Turner because I had I didn't know idea who he was, you know. And I said he offered me to do a show and I said I had this idea to do a, just a commercial, like a sixty second vignette and he said, Okay, we'll do that and I asked Hef, Can I use twelve playmates? You know? And right. he said, No problem. And I asked Spielberg, who I call Wheels, could I use the house at Broad Beach, just the beach? He said, no problem. So wow. I did 200 one-minute vignettes in three days we shot and uh, using the broomstick talent chair. And that's how that happened, right, doing the fitness break on cable news network. Mm-hmm. But today, um, no playmates. I, I've had my sons uh, be my models, which is even more fun <laughs> for me. Right, uh, right. And when the pandemic hit in the beginning of March uh, – we decided I I got on Instagram with the pushing of my 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 kids, and uh, we started posting up all the exercises that you can do. So if you can't get to the gym, just go to Official Body by Jake, and we've got probably about 80 exercises. It's all free. All that just check it out. Um, using a broomstick, towel, a chair, a bat, whatever you've got, a broomstick, uh, and you work your whole body. Yeah. See, that's amazing. Like I said, I've um. I'm the old school, you know, gym guy. And so for me, I had to, I'm really loving the fact that I can have this option now. Even, even when the gyms reopen, I, you know, I, I'm definitely going to probably keep the home workouts going as well as an option. And that's a great thing to do too. But, you know, I've spoken to so many different gym owners from around the country who are working so hard, yoga studios, Pilates studios. We've got to support them too. You know, they're, 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 they're working super hard. They want to keep their places. They're clean. They're great. And, um, you know, we all have to support each other. I think that's super important. Well, we didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk about the acting and all that, but I'd love to have you come back on. and um, Let's do it next time. Let's do it next time, Jasper. That'll be awesome. Well, Jake, you're the best. Again, everyone, please go to don'tquit.com. Uh, get, get on there. I'm going to be getting on there tonight and ordering shakes. I'm also going to buy them in the store. And uh, I love everyone, it. And I'm going to send you guys, you and Ralph, I'm going to send you guys some. So you're not buying the first batch. First one's on me. Oh, well, thank oh you. Jake, Listen, thank you. Yeah, so nice because you. you and I are both, we're the same age, Jake, and we're both in L.A. Perfect. Let's go. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll get Edward to get you guys some product and uh, – this has been a pleasure, really. God bless you both, fellas, and uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing, and thanks for uh, thanks for letting me hang for a little bit. Thank you, Jake. Absolutely. Take care. God bless you as well. All the best. Don't quit, boys. Don't quit. Oh, 
wow, Ralph, that was that was amazing. Now that's an interview. He is wonderful, so inspiring. You know, really, I mean, it's like I'm sitting here thinking we're all in the same generation, you know, and it's it's I love, you know, because, you know, me, we need another hour just to talk about the the journey, you know, and how, you know, he's been with the same wife for all these years. He's got these amazing kids. And but what I love about the, the, the message is when you find something you're passionate about, I used to say and I still say to people. Find something that you love to do and the money will come, you know, if you really right. love what you're doing. It's like we could go back and say, you know, he couldn't really orchestrate that he would just happen to be at this gym or, you know, the, the girlfriend would ask him to come over and it would just happen exactly. to be. A, I mean, you know how many people try to, they try to manifest those kind of things that's not organic, Right. And exactly, so, and Jake is very organic, and I like, you know, <clears throat> he, he admits, you know, I I wasn't a school book boy, you know, and and right. the look that he had with the afro and the stutter, and you know, these are all things that in art that that we're also we've all grown up to look down on, and he didn't look right. down on any of that, and he had courage, you know, he's very real and he's very accessible, and that's why he has all these kids exercising. I mean, right. it's just absolutely inspiring, and his, he's indefatigable, and look at what he's doing in 2020. You know, if he calls four governors out of the blue going, hey, look, this is what I have. What can we do? You know, so it, it, it's, it's really nice, and I'm so, Jasper, thank you for having him on our show and letting you and me talk about our fitness careers, how nice it was to have a guest on the show and we can totally relate, you know, just organically relate because we have all been through the same thing and we're still doing it. You know, like I'm going to go finish my steps after we me, finish the me show. Too. I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to do my, uh, t- later tonight I'll do my weight workout. And again, it's just amazing. And there are no accidents in life, you know? So I think that we all, I, I wanted to throw this in that, my my dear brother who died, Barry, his birthday is February 21st, which is the same as Jake's. Oh, the same as Jake's. Oh, wow. And, Jay, and my brother, Barry, was a stutterer also, which is oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And, I and love you're that February 1st, you know. I'm February yeah. 1st, but yeah, 21st. But I, I love that he mentioned um, Joe Biden because, you know, that is a big part of Joe Biden's platform is the stuttering. And, I, you know, I... I, I just had that sense of memory, you know, in the acting world of sense memory when he was talking about being in class and I, I wasn't a stutterer or I wasn't dyslexic, but I had a real fear of any kind of public speaking as well, as I do think a lot of kids might, um, mm-hmm. but you probably didn't. I bet you were the opposite, but I remember sitting there when he said counting the people to get to you. I can recall even in acting class over the years, like being nervous and I think he was talking about flop sweat <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, I, I, it took me a long time to be you know and I'm still not uh extremely comfortable when I'm if I have to stand up not behind a character you know what I mean just as right. just as Jasper talking I'm not always mm-hmm. that comfortable with it but yeah I was really just really moved by Jake Jake today and I'm I'm looking forward to trying these shakes because you know my big thing is I'm a big anti-sugar person I, I don't like what it does to me and I I do have this my own theory that I think I do think sugar and especially corn syrup I think is a big part of the cancer problems that we have in this country mm-hmm. um I don't know if if you had this issue with Michael but Sometimes the first time when people are diagnosed with cancer, a doctor sometimes will say, stop the sugar because cancer loves sugar and it feeds on the sugar. Um, exactly. So, you know what I mean? So it's fascinating. Yeah, and his, that, his shakes don't have any corn and very, very little sugar. <laughs> Listen, I just got to tell you this about sugar. I was laughing with Ronnie because <clears throat> like Jake, I have a big sweet tooth. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, what I do a lot before going to bed is I'll eat like some cake or some cookies and, you know, then go to sleep. And most of the times I don't have bad dreams, but lately 
going to bed and eating all this sugar, I have these horrible ass dreams, right? And the dreams are always that people are not wearing their masks, and I happen to be uh, in the middle of all of it, right? Oh. So last night, before I went to bed, I didn't eat any sugar before I went to bed. Baby, I had the best dream. Tiffany Haddish and I were starring in a musical together. We weren't wearing masks, but I wasn't terrified in the dream. <laughs> so the moral of the story is sugar is bad, and mainly it's bad because you'll have nightmares. And that's... Exactly. That's yeah. Well, Ralph, you're the best, as always. Thank you so much. The time flies, as always, everyone. I want to remind everyone to please follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Jasper Cole says, S-A-Y-S, or at Ralph Cole Jr. You can also go to my website, jaspercole.com, and there's a show link. Um, everybody, stay tuned for next Thursday's live show. You can always catch all past episodes on iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker and iHeartRadio and Blog Talk and, of course, Spotify. So, everyone, until next week, be safe. Love you. Ralph, I'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.